You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. This week is World Breastfeeding Week, and it's a joint global campaign by the World Health Organization and also UNICEF. And every year it runs from August the 1st to the 7th. And to talk a little bit more about this, I'm really delighted to be joined on the line by Liz Thomas, who is the founder of It Tastes Like Love, which is a campaign that supports nursing mums and aims to destigmatize public breastfeeding in Hong Kong. Welcome on the program, Liz. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for having me. So um, before we talk about the really cool photo shoots that you've done around Hong Kong, uh, tell us a little bit more about the idea behind your campaign, behind your platform, It Tastes Like Love. Well, the core of it really is to make sure that mothers, parents who want to breastfeed can do so freely. So um, we wanted to make a... um, a kind of community-based project where we work with businesses, restaurants, cafes, bars, and health workers to kind of encourage people to support breastfeeding mothers by one, saying that their places are safe places so nobody gets sent to toilet, no one feels harassed. Um, you know, um, in 2016, I think UNICEF uh, did a poll saying 40% of mothers who breastfeed in public said they felt harassed and that you know that figure probably would be better now but um the campaign launched in 2019 and it was still true around then so the aim really was to make sure that um women who want to breastfeed feel supported and and not not um kind of embarrassed or scared to do so Absolutely, because it can be quite daunting, especially, you know, for, for, for new mums who are embarking on this journey. And, and certainly, I, I know from, from my own experience, just feeling a bit self-conscious. Um, and when you've got a crying baby in your arms, it really the kindness from strangers or, or just, you know, or, or the encouraging look from strangers can really help. Um, and what doesn't help is if somebody just sort of shoes you away or tell you, um, yeah, you can't breastfeed here. That, that's, that's stress upon stress um what's right or even even just a sort of funny look you know uh, you're self-conscious and in the early days you know the first time you go or second time you go out with the baby it's already sort of a million things on your mind yeah exactly you know you just want to be able you know uh, to sit down if you're having a a tea you'll probably never drink but you know sit down and be able to feed without thinking about anyone else and you know just focus on you and your baby and so the, the core of the campaign is just to make sure that if you want to breastfeed, that everything is in place to help you do so. Yeah. Can you sort of share some of your own nursing experiences? I mean, how was it nursing in public uh, in Hong Kong? What sorts of reactions did did you have or have you heard uh, people having? Well, actually, um, in, in one of the one of the sort of triggers for when I came up with the idea was actually when I gave birth to my eldest at Queen Mary where he was in the special care unit and um, I'd had a very traumatic labour and I was, you know, kind of wheeled up there. He was premature and I was trying, you know, just to, you know, first time mum, tiny baby, uh, you know, lots of trauma, trying to sort of get my head around how to latch and do all this stuff. And the nurses literally buy a big poster encouraging everyone to breastfeed trying to shoot me into the sort of corner breastfeeding room that put a curtain around me there was no one to help you know and I, I just wanted to be sort of sat down next to my baby's incubator and be able to ask a question to a nurse who was right there you know but they were sort of going no you have to go over here and, and sort of untouch him from the wires and all of this and I was just like yeah 
it surely doesn't have to be this complicated. If you want people to breastfeed, you kind of have to make it simple for them, you know, to jump through more, more hoops just because somebody might feel uncomfortable seemed ridiculous to me. And then I said to the nurse, can I not just do it here? She was like, well, the male doctors may mind. And I just thought, I mean, what kind of doctor is bothered by human biology? You know, I mean, it's... <laughs> Oh, and, you know, they're pediatricians or they are gynecologists. They've seen it all, you know. It's, right. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah, the irony of, of, of that, um, just n right next to the, the big supporting breastfeeding poster. But Yeah, yeah it are, really stuck with me. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm sure, I, I know your campaign has been running since 2019. And what sorts of sharings have other mothers reported? Because sometimes I, I see people posting on social media, the sorts of um, one thing, oh yeah, one, one story that came to mind. I think this was a few years ago in Hong Kong. And I was talking about it on the program. Um, I don't know the exact outcome of this, but uh, there was a case a few years ago where a mother was breastfeeding her baby in the in the public library in the in the Hong Kong public library, and she was shooed away. And it wasn't because, and the reason she was shooed away wasn't because she was breastfeeding. It was because that the guard, the security guard, said um, there's no eating or drinking in the library. So, <laughs> so it was like a very generic, you know, uh, kind of kind of response. But um, that, that the lady couldn't have felt, you know, she felt discriminated. You know, she felt like, you know, had it been done discreetly, then maybe she wouldn't have been shooed away. Right, exactly. I mean, often uh, across the board and one of the elements of the campaign is we have a sort of worldwide blog where any mother can share their breastfeeding experiences and their challenges. But often uh, for Hong Kong in particular, uh, I do get stories of people sort of just uh being being told they must cover up or like some um uh, one mother told me that she was um nursing at, at breakfast in a hotel and some sort of rushed over and forcibly tried to cover up with a you know a shawl or something you know literally physically put the shawl over her or uh certainly earlier on um many people were being directed to the toilet um that's now obviously illegal in hong kong because they brought in new laws to include breastfeeding in their discrimination um, right. legislation so things are better now and and obviously you have uh, mothers parents have a legal pushback if people do try to push them away and say look you need to go to the toilet you can sort of say now actually no I don't have to but that was only last year so prior to that there, there were times when people sort of you know, it's hard to stick up for yourself when you're holding a baby and you feel um, self-conscious. So there were times when people sort of, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't you don't want to have to sort of argue to just sort of meet your baby's or child's needs. So there were definitely a lot of people telling me that they were just sort of sent away, or um, you know, when they go back to work, having to pump in places that really you wouldn't want to produce um, nourishment for your child in. Yeah. How can we change attitudes towards breastfeeding in Hong Kong? Is it because it's just not as common or what, why, what, why is that the reason? I was speaking to my grandma about this and she said, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, people would used to just, you know, um, take out the breast and just breastfeed on the street and there was no problem. Um, so uh, how can we change attitudes um, like it was before? I think, um, and Hong Kong does have very low breastfeeding rates. So, you know, the maternity leave is, is short. So th there's definitely a, a case that people 
you know, people don't see breastfeeding as much. But globally, one of the problems, obviously, is that breastfeeding or breasts have been really sexualized. So for maybe two generations, as your grandma says, people haven't seen breastfeeding. Uh, they've just seen breasts, you know, used for, you know, selling things like big billboards of Victoria's Secrets or, you know, the rise of, um, you know, uh, kind of the way that women's bodies are used is is mainly used sort for selling things. You know, yeah. Exactly. So I think that it becomes shocking then if you're so used to seeing breasts as something sexual for someone to then do something like that in public. And uh, I really believe that if you don't see something uh, or the more you see something, the more normal it becomes. And, and that also is important to the campaign and why we do these shoots. It's sort of to, to make sure that people understand that actually there's absolutely nothing sexual to this. You're meeting your child's needs. And this is something that's been the biological norm for since since humans existed right you know we wouldn't be here without breastfeeding so it, it feels a little odd sometimes to normalize something which should be normal but that's where we are so yeah liz you made such a great point it's true i think policies of maternity leave certainly in hong kong i mean i had my son just four months ago and sometimes i think you know my milk is the only thing that he drinks, but I'm away from him um, and I'll have to pump. And right. I'm, I'm very fortunate that I work for a company that supports, um, you know, family and, and breastfeeding. Uh, but, but then I think a lot of policies or a lot of businesses um, and, and the policy right now, 14 weeks of maternity leave, is really what's good for businesses, not necessarily what's good for the baby and the mother. Um, and um, that there are jurisdictions like in America, for example, um, where people only have six weeks of uh, paid maternity leave. And it's, it's just, I can't even imagine um, uh, those sorts of policies. So how can we change policies or how can we, um, you know, make more fam family friendly policies to support breastfeeding? Uh, this is a, a tricky one, and I think it will take a long time, not just in Hong Kong, but you're right, in places like America. I, I was saying to someone recently that, you know, in some places, um, it's illegal to take away puppies from um, from a dog, you know, if you're a breeder, um, at, unless they're eight weeks or older. But, you know, for many people, for many women in America, and uh, certainly for my first in Hong Kong, it was sort of uh, 12 weeks to, or 10 weeks total, so eight weeks of maternity leave after before you have to go back to work. And I just thought, do, do you not think that's bizarre? There's laws in place to protect puppies, which they rightly should be, obviously. But, but you know, we're all sort of expecting women to sort of return to work. And obviously, if you want to, that's fine. But if you're asking women, and, you know, health authorities, the World Health Organization, UNICEF, or everyone is demanding this of women. You know, you, you should breastfeed. You should try to breastfeed. You should do it for at least six months. And, you know, if you're if we're not helping, helping that process, then it seems incredibly unfair to mothers to sort of say, well, you've got to do this, but we're not really going to give you anything to help that process along. So I think it sort of starts with, um, uh, you know, expectations from your employer when you're when you're when you're sort of talking about your career progression. You know, what is your employer going to do? You know, do you want to work for a company? And I know I realize that's a that's a choice, uh, a sort of first world choice but you know it starts with people expecting more from their employers and also expecting more from the authorities you know we, we we have to ask them if you're telling if you've got posters everywhere saying breastfeed to six months why is maternity leave set to 14 weeks 
Exactly. Yeah, because for my first, it was also in 2017. It was just 10 weeks. You're right. I've forgotten how how, how yeah. sad that really was. <laughs> and then I sort of took extra annual leave and, and rinsed the rest exactly. of the year. Exactly. So we're sort of muddling along with unpaid leave or, you know, you take all your holiday in one go. But why is that if you're sort of, if the policy, the, the public health policy is to say, please breastfeed till, till six months as per the WHO guidelines or beyond if you can. I mean, it doesn't really make sense to sort of put all this pressure on mothers, parents to get it all done without putting the infrastructure in place to support them. Absolutely. Um, and, and people often say, you know, best is bre- uh, breast is best and, and that breastfeeding is free, but it isn't free because it comes at a cost. It can be quite mentally taxing. And when you haven't got policies or a good support system for mothers and new families, it can be quite a daunting task. Um, I know certainly with your campaign, a lot of people write in to share their experiences. For our listeners, do go to Liz's page, It Tastes Like Love. It's also on Facebook as well. Um, beautiful sharings from, from new mothers, from, from, from mothers. And also, um, one thing I'd like to talk about in particular is the photo shoots that you've been doing since the beginning. Um, it, it's it's uplifting because um, it really normalizes uh, breastfeeding in Hong Kong. Liz, you, you go to various places around the city and um, you take pictures of you breastfeeding. And uh, it's really nice because I'll go to a place and I think, ah, oh, you know, it's okay to breastfeed there. Um, talk us through the idea <laughs> behind, um, b- behind your photo campaign. Very colorful photo campaign, by the way. Um, well, uh, I think really me and the campaign photographer, um, it's Karen Holt Photography and Keshka takes pictures. We, we have always felt that, you know, as I say, the more you see something, the more normal it becomes. And then we like the shoots that we do to convey the idea that it's not uh, breastfeeding if it's not something that you sort of need to stop, put a cover on, go somewhere discreet. It's something that should be woven into your life. And so whether that's, you know, on the beach with your friends or in a cab, there should be this ease of, of, of doing it without fear. And, um, I guess the idea really was to make the imagery striking, you know, uh, for a long time, the breastfeeding as art was very normal. You'll see, you know, paintings from pre-Raphaelite periods and beyond uh, sculptures and everything. And then obviously it's just all sort of stopped and we see instead that breasts are used to sort of sell bikinis or lingerie or whatever it is. So it was a little bit about reclaiming the female form um, and saying, look, uh, there's no dress code for breastfeeding. You, You don't have to sort of do it a certain way. It's just where you are, you know, however, whenever, wherever, uh, within the realms of what's normal for the society you live in. Uh, you know, I obviously appreciate if you live in a society where it's normal for women to cover up, then it's going to be slightly different. But in Hong Kong, that's not the normal expectation. You know, women wear what they want and wear, wear what, whatever they want it, right? So it was just this idea that breastfeeding can weave into your life, but also that it can be really beautiful. You know, like there is a difficult steep learning curve of the first uh, you know that fourth trimester and and then after a while it's just something that you you kind of um adapt to and in some ways makes your life a little bit easier because i've been able to sort of breastfeed on a kayak i've been able to breastfeed up a mountain you know (laughs) all those things that you know like in a way it makes it a little bit easier to do stuff that i did prior to motherhood um so all of that is sort of 
got into the idea of these photo shoots of like however, wherever, whenever. Um, but yes, as I say, like breastfeeding, I think also we wanted to present on our Instagram feed breastfeeding as art, you know, something where many parents do newborn shoots or maternity shoots. And we thought, why not this this other stage of motherhood for some? Yeah. Um, so new mothers, well, I, I suppose everybody's breastfeeding journey is very different, but, you know, uh, breastfeeding is really a, a skill. You know, it's not something that you just sort of pick up overnight. You, you practice and, and depending on your baby, uh, you, you, some people get better very quickly. Some people take a little bit longer. What sorts of um, advice or sharing can you give to new mums who are new to their breastfeeding journeys, who, who actually, you know, <laughs> like myself, spent many nights um, up crying because it's it's it was so stressful um what sorts oh, of me too uh, yeah, me too yeah what sorts of insights um, can you share with, with our listeners i think um i think really you uh one of you're right you know it, it is a skill and i think that prior to having babies you imagine or perhaps perhaps it's getting better now but you imagine that it's just a case of putting your baby to your breast because all you you've seen is that kind of very simple idea of you know you give birth the baby feeds and that's it but actually you're right it's a skill a, a learned thing for both of you you know the baby has to learn how to latch well you have to find the positions that make it work and I think one of I mean um for my eldest I I um because of the trauma of the birth, I, he was in special care and I'd lost a lot of blood. So in the beginning, I had to syringe feed him. And I I think um, what I would say to many mums is that it may not look how you're expecting it to look. Um, but And the best thing you can do is get the support from informed, you know, Lalesh League or um, a lactation consultant um, to, to help you in those early days just just to kind of guide you a little bit because we obviously don't have the village that existed before that helps supported breastfeeding uh, you know often we're isolated you know in our apartments so we you sort of have to create the village um so if you can there are some wonderful lactation consultants in hong kong lalesh league is free obviously so they do online um sessions but that that sort of extra support makes such a difference the other thing is obviously to give yourself grace. You, you've grown up a human <laughs> um, and it shouldn't be that you're, you know, breastfeeding is something, a stick to beat yourself with. Uh, there are there are many ways around it. You know, for, for my second baby, I had to deliver him myself and it was very, again, very traumatic. So um, I, I had to, in the beginning, I'd lost so much blood that there was no milk coming through at all. So I, I fed him formula. Um, for a few days until my milk were, came through because there wasn't, you know, the babe, my body had been through such trauma that it wasn't producing anything. So, you know, it doesn't, it's not always linear. There might be a, a, a good week or two good weeks and then it'll be a bad week. And it, like any other skill, you have to give it time and you have to sort of have little faith in yourself. And then um, one thing I feel is probably really important for me to say is the campaign is not anti-formula what it exists to say is that if you want to breastfeed the support should be there to make it happen so um i mean i i have strong views on how formula companies conduct their marketing but formula itself you know there's there's nothing about the campaign that's negative towards formula i think there's space for all our, our experiences Absolutely. Well, well said, Liz. Um, remind our listeners once again, how can we support your campaign? How can we find out more? Can you tell us uh, the social medias of It Tastes Like Love? 
Yeah, on Instagram, it, actually both of them, it's just Facebook, It Tastes Like Love, and on Instagram, It Tastes Like Love. And then we have our own uh, webpage, uh, ItTastesLikeLove.org. And in terms of support, it really is thinking about how you or your business and, uh, can can make things a little easier, you know, for breastfeeding mothers. Is there, if you run a cafe bookstore you know could you could you I mean we have everyone from Pret to Hotel Icon and Hyatt Hotels backing the campaign and um uh, we're, we're always keen for more there must be around two 200 to 300 businesses that support us now so we're always keen for more to join and you know have their little sticker saying that your place is a safe their place is a safe place brilliant and we we need more hopefully um all of Hong Kong will be covered in, in these stickers and we'll, 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 we'll make Hong Kong a breastfeeding friendly place. Thank you so much, Liz. That's the goal. <laughs> yes, that's a great goal. Thank you so much um, for, for, for starting this campaign and we hope to see it grow and I look forward to chatting with you again next time. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks for your time. Bye. Bye.